This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, New York City skyline behind us. We're at Madison Square Garden covering a basketball game. And it was a pretty great one. Uh, as Illinois defeats number two Texas, previously unbeaten Longhorns, 85 to 78 in overtime. Derek, they come back from a 10-point second-half deficit with eight nine minutes left in this game. Show the resilience, but you're wondering in those closing minutes, can they do enough to close out of the victory? Something they weren't able to do against Virginia. Something they weren't able to do against Maryland after getting behind, making that comeback. Uh, but they find ways to close in this one. What was different? about Illinois basketball tonight in one of the biggest environments in basketball against one of the best teams in college basketball. Well, the way Matthew Meyer played got you there because, I mean, I don't know how the heck did Illinois came back where they're going a nine-minute stretch of two points and they're down 10 with eight to go. But, yeah, you get to the point of you're in crunch time, you have that momentum coming back where you're getting stops and Sincere was really great defensively and uh, I thought that that was a big key as well. And Jade Neps gets another th- – crack it shooting a three with less than a minute to go and that one goes in from the corner then gets fouls a really bad foul by uh, Jabari Rice deep in the backcourt which put him on the line chance to tie the game and even Chris Beard tried to ice him a little bit by calling the timeout in between the two but he makes both of those and that's a guy that Brad's been trusting late in games and thrown out there and obviously paid off and then overtime Terrence Shannon just finally awakened now I understand that why he might not be himself here you know, taking the shot to the eye and has been having to battle through that. But then he just turned it on in overtime. Illinois defensively really elevated. I know we've been talking going into this about the 12 blocks. I mean, the way that they're defending in the paint and shutting down the, the guard tandem, which was a big storyline going into this game of Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr. For them to go seven for 25, that's a, a duo that put up 42 against Gonzaga when they blew him off the floor and only to – Hold them to 19 was a pretty big deal. So Illinois just seems like they're never dead. Like the UCLA game looked like they're going to get run off the floor in Vegas. The Maryland game came back and had a chance to win it. And then this one, same storyline, but like you said, it was just different in that they executed and made the plays to win. And that was really good to see. Yeah, this team, Derek, I think we have seen big picture of these first couple months, right? Is this team is capable of beating anybody anywhere. Like, they have had four ranked opponents away from State Farm Center, and they've had a chance to win all of them in the closing minutes, despite some real stretches of bad basketball. They're able to overcome those things, and they got resilience. 
They got toughness. I thought Terrence Shannon showed toughness and resilience tonight after a terrible start. To do that, Matthew Meyer, after a bad start to the season, has the performance he has that we'll dive into more here. Um, Jaden Epps, after a, a rough end of the game against Virginia, after a rough end of the game against Maryland uh, just a couple days ago on the East Coast, for him to step up and hit those free throws to get a big bucket when Texas got within one uh, in overtime uh, just shows that this team is resilient and has toughness, but then it's really talented. Like Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins, and Hawkins was a beast uh, on defense tonight. Both of those guys are, are potential NBA draft picks, but Meyer's got a chance too, and he reminded us of that tonight. And then you have a couple guys, in, especially Jaden Epps and Sincere Harris, who are showing they ain't scared, right? And R.J. Melendez had a really good second half, I, I thought, again, he's got a chance to, to play tonight. This team is deep, it's got talent, and when you throw resilience and toughness, and I, I hate to do the, the John Gross, there's some togetherness there uh, of this team. And I thought Matthew Meyer gave a good quote to Joey. Uh, he said, I didn't know if this team would be this good now, but you're seeing them grow. You're seeing them learn from some of their mistakes. And the th scary thing is, Derek, this team doesn't feel like it's even – firing on all cylinders yet and, and that won't always happen but it's great that when you don't have a great performance from Terrence Shannon early you can find a way to still compete in this game and find a way to and win at the end yeah they still have a lot to figure out <laughs> and a lot of further ways that they can go as far as offensive execution and just cleaning up some self-inflicted mistakes in terms of turnovers defensive breakdowns and some stretches where they play some really ugly basketball but like you said they're they're talented enough they got some older dudes guiding them and and Shannon and Meyer steps up tonight and is one of those guys and you got to throw Hawkins in there I think Hawkins is a leader and someone that is a a steadying influence and like you said just fantastic defensively there's a reason why NBA people continue to talk about him and that's reason number one and then for your freshman to to just be tough as heck there's they're just tough dudes Epps sincere Harris for sincere Harris to belong on the court against one of the most athletic one of the most talented teams and one of the most experienced teams out there in Texas says a lot about him and checking Marcus Carr late in the game and was all over him and shows up with a big block and goes to the rim and gets fouled. Same thing, Jaden was driving against a really, really good defense that was shutting down Shannon and clogging up the lane. So, yeah, this is a team that still has so much more room to grow and figure out things. And I didn't, I didn't think they would come away with two signature wins like that with UCLA and Texas. And it just it speaks to where they can ultimately go. And while they can still – pick and choose, you know, all right, we got to work on this and we got to react to, like Brad was saying, Virginia, like we, we couldn't get stops and we needed them, so then we got to address this. They can they can take those learning lessons, but then stack some, some meaningful wins on your resume. That's really all you can really ask for. And I think you're seeing Brad, some of his early decisions paying off. The Maryland of, of putting Jade Nepps, uh, Virginia putting the ball in Jade Nepps' hands. That paid off tonight because Jaden still wasn't scared. He was still attacking the hoop, uh, and that pays off tonight. Uh, but I thought Brad made an interesting point. Uh, Dana O'Neill from The Athletic asked him about how different it is for him. I mean, this is kind of unscripted chaos at times for this team, and it can go badly when they turn the ball over, uh, when they have bad shot selection. But we'll get in the mire here in a second, Derek, but – you got a guy who can go get a bucket. You got Shannon who can go get a bucket. Epps can go get a bucket. Uh, and you have these spurts where you look like you're potentially the best team in the country <laughs> because this is so much different. It doesn't have to go to Kofi Cobra in every play. It doesn't have to be a ball screen with, with Io DeSumo and then other guys standing around him. There's so many more options that Brad Underwood is adjusting to this, and I think he's adjusting really well. I mean, this is what he wanted to play, but 
man, it's it's fun to watch when it's clicking. Yeah, no doubt. I, mean, I thought we were going to have this podcast and say, what in the hell were they running in the second half? Because, I mean, the answer was nothing. They weren't running anything. And it, part of that freedom is intent. I mean, a lot of it's intentional to let your skill be able to stretch the floor and read and react. And a lot of that cohesion still has to, to you know, marinate and, and maturate as you go on with the guys knowing, you know, okay, in this situation, I'm going to cut here. And this pass, like there was even a time where Coleman throws a, a dart down the, the middle of the lane because I think it was either Sky or, or Jaden cuts. And when the defender's not looking, he's like, I'm going to make that pass. But they, they weren't looking for that. Um, so I, I think that there's still a lot that needs to to come together because it can get really ugly. And there will be nights yeah. where they don't, they don't come back from that. And there will be games where they're going to play someone that's not all that highly rated and – Things are going to go off the rails, and, and they'll they'll take a loss that they shouldn't take. But Penn State Saturday at 11 a.m. Yeah, like you got to show you got to show up for that one, right? Because that could be a sleepy Saturday after a big win. Yeah, absolutely. But to be able to have the talent and, and the the skill to you know Matthew Meyer just go nuclear like that, and Shannon, and just all the that athleticism and length and everything is it's hard to have answers for when it's going well and defensively when they can turn that into momentum and, and get going offensively. It's a team that's really scary. Yeah, they had, what, 17 turnovers during the first 35 minutes tonight, zero in the last nine minutes. And Texas had a bunch of turnovers late. Uh, Illinois' defense, which we'll get into, we thought at some point Matthew Meyer in one of these early games would win you a game. And while he didn't have to do it all late, he won you a game today with with what he did in the first half making his first seven shots of the night season high 21 points made all five of his three-point attempts uh, also had three blocks and I thought he was really good defensively um, tonight this is the Matthew Meyer who is top 20 transfer some places had him top 10 transfer and you saw the isolation ability the ball handling the ability to get separation Derek and, and fire a three over somebody this ain't gonna happen every night but he's capable of it right and that's what's scary is as good as Shannon and Hawkins and, and Epps at times, Melendez at times, Matthew Meyer is one of the best players on this team when he's clicking, when he's right. Now, can he stay right? I don't know. But the fact that you have that in your chamber <laughs> is a good thing to have. I mean, to not have that many indications of that was coming. But, again, it, the pedigree and the, the resume is there for him. It's someone that's played a lot of high-level basketball. Now, last year it wasn't all that efficient, you know, over the, the grand scheme of the entire season. But he's had the ability to just be an absolute bucket getter, be a guy that make, is a difference maker on a winning team, and to have that kind of out-of-body experience at the Garden against the number two team. And he said it, the perfect story of one from his hometown. Austin, Austin, Texas native, doing it against Texas number two, doing it against Chris Beard, who he's seen a lot in the Big 12. And, man, that was the step back threes and, and just to feel it like that when his team needed him. I mean, the, the, just the contrast of the guy we saw in College Park who got two fouls in four minutes and made no impact on that game. And, yeah, he's he's got the ability to to be a, a difference maker. And the reason why he's making a brink truck <laughs> full of NIL money like that's that's why you go after that hard uh after him in the in the portal and that's the guy that they thought they were getting I asked him afterwards because you know he'd been talking about you know his shot wasn't going in 
he needed to see it go in. He goes, I just came here. I didn't care. He goes, I didn't care if I missed. I asked him, like, the first one going in at Mary. He goes, I just didn't care. He didn't eat before the game. He said he wanted to fast before it. It's a different cat, man. Um, but he's just a different cat. Uh, he's differently wired. Like, it's, he shouldn't not eat before the game. But he said he did it before practice, so he wasn't late to practice. And he felt good, and it went in. And... Man, he's just one of those X factors in, in college basketball. And again, you can see him doing that in the NCAA tournament game. Um. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to defensively, Derek. I think that's the other story of this game. As you said, 7 of 25 for Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr, 19 points between those two. Timmy Allen got them. Uh, but he took 18 shots to get to 21 points. He was great distributing the ball, eight assists to two turnovers today. But they kept everybody else in check, and that, their front court was kept really silent. Disu had eight minutes, nine minutes tonight. Dylan Mitchell looked like a freshman tonight, four points, had one big dunk, but that was it. Christian Bishop wasn't that big of an impact. Like Brock Cunningham was kind of their other guy making big buckets down the stretch. So what, is, what was it about them defensively? that you're able to limit a Texas team uh, that can be pretty good at times uh, offensively to really an, uh, in an efficient night, even though they score 78 points in 45 minutes. They got a lot tougher in the paint where there were stretches there in the middle, early, early second half, Texas was really racking up the points in the paint and it seemed like they were just able to continually get the ball and to the front of the rim and be physical and draw fouls. And Timmy Allen ended up with a great night and he, there's a big reason why he was able to do that mid-post area and be able to get it in there. But they hounded Marcus Carr, made things tough for him, made him tough, take tough shots. That looked like a struggling Marcus Carr at Minnesota yeah. against Trent Frazier. And unfortunately for him, he kind of had the, 
the reincarnation of him guarding him late in the game with <laughs> sincere Harris was just obviously younger and obviously less proven and is not the, the player of Trent Frazier yet, but longer number one with the headband he that can, can jump through a freaking gym man like so just that explosion he has is just ridiculous like yeah. i saw somebody uh texted on here on, on the live chat here he's illinois basketball's version of spoon and we've talked about that like he's just energy he was a plus 13 tonight in 18 minutes that led the team plus 13 like plus minus and everything but he always makes a positive impact and that's a huge data point for that. He, when he was on the court, Illinois was better. That's that's a huge credit to a freshman, Derek. We didn't know what his role was going to be. Like, if you would have told me Sincere Harris is going to make a bigger impact, be more college-ready than Ty Rogers, that's insane. And Ty's going through it right now. But, again, depth. <laughs> depth. The fact that you can go through a Ty Rogers struggling start to his career and you got another guy in Sincere Harris who can kind of make the impact you were hoping Ty would. Right. I would have never thought that Sincere would be that much more of a guy you'd trust at this point. And I'd, look, Ty's still a very talented yes. dude, and we're not going to erase the fact he's on Team USA this summer, uh, and he's going to figure it out. But Sincere, I mean, it just speaks to his approach, which he's just going to play 100 miles an hour and, and play hard and be gritty. And he's he's a big-time athlete. And throw some, some weight on him as you go throughout his college career. He's got a chance to, as you said, Tajay Moore, that, that type of mold. So uh, he was – he was someone that, that turned it up for Illinois in that comeback and was worthy of those minutes on the stretch to stay in the ball game too. So uh, I think that, you know, look at Texas, if you can keep them out of transition, number one, you stop turning the ball over. You don't let them run as much. You, you make them play in the half court and, and make them shoot some threes. It's not the best three-point shooting team out there, and especially when you make life tough on their guards, they were able to do as over the course of the game that led to – being able to get stops, and I was looking up the Ken Palm numbers. Illinois now, they're 15th in the country in block rate, and they're like one of the – they're darn near top 10 in two-point field goal percentage defense. So we, we keep going back to it. Like, they don't have that seven-foot guy in the middle, but this team with their athletes can really make it tough for you when you're able to – you know, you're trying to, to score around the rim. They got, they got dudes who can go up and get it. 12 blocks that was too shy of a program record against the number two team in the country uh you did that um meyer three blocks really long coleman hawkins we, we all know three blocks for him uh sky clark or no jade neps had one dane danger great length he's one of the i think best blockers in, in the big 10 right now ty rogers had one sincere harris had two Right and R.J. Melendez really affects shots. He yeah, had a block tonight. Late. Yeah, big one late. Uh, we have a block, a steal, I believe, on, on one of those. Like, they all came up big at some point. I feel like everybody contributed to this win. Whether it was Sky with a three, uh, that was like a James Harden move. He had a rough night with the turnovers, but R.J. Melendez made some big plays late. But that defense, there, the length, the switchability. Michael Tulip texted me today, said, I, I think those guards might struggle with that, these Texas guards, because you said they don't shoot the three as well. They certainly did. Like, this is a tough defensive matchup, and it's been pretty consistent throughout the year. I'm sure they're top 15 right now in Ken Palm and, and defensive efficiency, but their ability to alter shots, get in the passing lanes, uh, certainly is something different than we have seen in years past. It definitely is. When you switch like that and you take away driving lanes off the, the pick and roll and everything, you really – you take away some of what teams want to do and get in rhythm and all of a sudden you're trying to create an angle and it's not there and you got a different guy on you who is just as tough to get by because of the, the way they can laterally move and the length and when you can 
gravitate towards the the lane, which I think that they've done a really good job at for the most part. They're still making some mistakes. They're still leaving some shooters. They're still messing up some switches and rotations. But again, that kind of comes back to still that that room for them to grow and hit their ceiling, which those Baylor teams. Now I don't know that this team will be as good as those Baylor teams defensively, but they they kind of have some of the same makeup in terms of the switchability and and versatility. It's when you Brad get, loves Baylor teams. Yeah, right. Absolutely, <laughs> he's stealing players from Baylor. Some Baylor dudes. <laughs> when you can get comfortable with playing in that kind of like scramble mode, where you can, I mean, you know, there's a breakdown here, but then the help defense can get there and recover. Some of that is still going to come along through the season, but so far there's, there's still so much to like. They can turn you over. They can contest at the rim. Yeah, there's. It can be one of the top defenses in the country, and even early in the season, just their. Their athletic makeup is making up for that and proving that. Terrence Shannon looked like the stitches above his right eye were, were bothering him. His shot was off. One of eight to start, airballed a couple more. It was really forcing things. I don't know if that was because of all the NBA scouts here or whatever it was, whether it was Texas. But, man, overtime, uh, he was fantastic. Uh, had, what, 10 of his or 12 of his 16 points in overtime. What did you see differently there, Derek, uh, in overtime for him? But most of all, he showed a clutch closer ability, right? Like, you've seen Io do it. You've seen Trent do it. You need Shannon to be that guy who can go get you buckets, make free throws, and he did that in overtime tonight, even if first 40 minutes for him were really ugly. Yeah, he said after the game that he listened to the coaches who were trying to school him on how they were defending him, slow down a little bit, understand when you drive, that lane's going to clog up and collapse. They're coming off the corners, and he was more patient where just took two dribbles in, hit that pull-up jumper early in, in overtime and, and got rolling there. But, yeah, I think he was – I think he was pressing. I don't know about the, the NBA scouts could definitely be a, a factor, but he just knows how much this team needs him. Like he, He's a he's a go-to guy and someone that needs to step up and, and obviously looks like he's not himself right now because of the because of the eye. I don't know if it's uh, messing with his – it's not it's not over his actual vision or anything like that, but it it's something that's affected him when he shot two air balls tonight, two air balls against Maryland. But uh, to be able to stay the course and and understand that hey, there's a chance to go win this game, and he was he was huge in overtime. I've mentioned it before, but it's nice to have two freshman top 60 guards when you are top 50 by 24/7 Sports. Sky Clark. Not the greatest performance tonight. Five points, four uh, rebounds, and one assist, but he had the four turns. Uh, but Jade Epps was fantastic late in this game. Didn't start off great, but he was fantastic late. Um, both those guys, I think, are going to be really good. But Epps at some point is going to lead this team in scoring. I'm going to keep saying that because he is fearless. Uh, he is dynamic and that he can score at every level. Uh, and he's just got balls, man. He does. <laughs> he's just – He's got that gene. He's got that clutch gene in him. He's not scared. Um, he's, he's a big-time player. And, you know, we wondered about freshman guards, how they would handle this. There certainly are growing pains, and there will continue to be growing pains. But you're starting to see why Brad Underwood went with the talent, the freshman, rather than maybe a transfer who's a solid guard, right, to have that kind of guy. Like, Jade Neps. I don't know how many guys you're getting in the portal that would, you know, Tyrese Hunter maybe, but Jade Neps was as good as Tyrese Hunter tonight, right? Like, he was really dang good. Right, and there's going to be some moments, and we've seen sometimes where the lack of a veteran point guard, you would you would like maybe to be able to have someone that could be a, a steadying influence or be able to create some offense when, when things really get off the rails there. But yeah, Jaden 
down the stretch was awesome. And he's, he's a tough, tough SOB, man, which is not surprising being a Chester Frazier targeted recruit and someone that he would, he sought after there. So, um, yeah, I, I love what Jaden's shown. He's been able to, to earn that trust down the stretch. Uh, I think that Sky still is someone that as you go deeper and deeper into the season, going to get more comfortable and uh, has the ability to, to shoot. I mean, the, the long-range bomb that he hit uh, for three was was a really good play. His turnovers-wise, he still has has some issues and got to clean some of that up. He had four tonight. But uh, I, I agree with with Brad, I know that after the Maryland, you know, in the Maryland game where Sky hits that late three and he he makes the change, it's like okay, was that the? It was. It was I was just curious about the decision, no, I right? I, I don't. I don't know if it was the bad, the worst decision, but it was just a curious decision at the time, given that Jaden was struggling and Sky was yeah. playing well. Yeah, no, it, it, it totally makes sense. I know now we're gonna have the conversation. Should Jaden Epps be in the starting lineup? Like, oh, yeah. he's doing just fine in his role. Like, why screw? Why change it? I don't know why you change it this time. I think he's – Brad cares about scoring off the bench and have Jaden and Dane there. And I thought Dane was used well in his role tonight. Um, you know, they're going to take advantage of him in that drop coverage at times. I uh, fouled. He tried to handle it too much yeah. tonight. He's, he's dribbling too much. He needs to make quicker decisions with the ball. But uh, you know he can give you scoring. He had nine points tonight. You know he can give you rebounds, six rebounds tonight. But 16 to 20 minutes probably where, where he needs to be. But – that's a good bench, man. You can bring Jaden Epps, Dane Danger, Sincere Harris, and you hope eventually Ty Rogers and Luke Gooden. Yeah, it's got a chance to be one of the, the better second units out there and to be able to understand what you're going to get for some of those guys. Like Sincere, it's very well defined what Sincere is going to bring on a nightly basis. Jaden going to be a scorer, going to be someone that's not afraid to, to go out there and get his, and, and Dane, someone you can throw in the paint. And, yeah, I thought this was a good matchup for Dane because Texas doesn't have the size at the five to to really contest his shots. But with the way they collapse, his dribbling and his almost getting too fancy with it uh, certainly led him to some turnovers, and, and that was a bit of an issue. And he does need to get better from the free throw line. The airballed free throw was was, was a tough one. And, and Ty's got Ty's to figure it out. Uh, someone that offensively you're not going to expect a ton from, and the – the airball three wasn't pretty, but uh, I still think he's capable of more. And maybe it'll just—we've seen it before with freshmen. Just sometimes one game, a couple shots go in. Maybe it's an effort play, dive on the floor, and something clicks. Because he's still someone that's so physically tough, great competitor, and he's just—he's just fighting it right now. All right, Derek and I are a little nervous for Saturday. It's an 11 a.m. tip-off against Penn State. A scrappy team. Jalen Pickett's really good. They got some veteran people. I think you have way more talent uh, on the team. You're long. You're athletic in the front court. I think they're going to have a hard time dealing with Hawkins, Meyer, Danger, uh, and obviously Shannon is capable of being the best player on the court uh, wherever he goes. But it's going to be interesting to see how they respond um, to a, to a, a tough, hard-fought, resilient win. I keep going back to there's some plays that went against them, Derek. The, the Hawkins goaltend that was really close, right? Uh, Hawkins calling a timeout on RJ's made three, and then mm -hmm. Jay Nepps hits a three on the next play. They've shown so much resilience. This is another nice test against a Penn State team that is better than some people thought. I don't know if it's an NCAA tournament team, but it has a chance to be. I think they're going to be fighting for that. I think they're going to be a team that could win half its Big Ten games. Um, so it's going to be a fun test to see how they respond at home 11 a.m., come back after beating the number two team in the country. Could be a sleepy spot. You hope it's not. You hope they don't overlook them. Penn State is right up there. Actually, you look on Ken Palm, D1 experience, most in the country, Penn State. Penn State's an older team. 
guys that have been around a while, and it's a team that can really bomb it from three. And Illinois was sometimes they they break down and give you some open looks from deep. And Penn State with the Seth Lundy's, Miles Dread. Yes, they are still playing college basketball. Those dudes have been around a while. Um, they can they can let it fly. And Jalen Pickett, maybe the best point guard in the Big Ten, going up against Sky and Jaden, and you're just going to continue to say it's going to. Those are tough battles. Now, they're battle-tested. They've seen a lot of guys here over the last couple of weeks, Tiger Campbell, uh, Kia Clark. Now you throw in Carr and, and Hunter, even uh, Jameer Young, really good one. So it shouldn't be anything that they uh, haven't seen yet. But Pickett is a, a guard with size that can can dime it up. He can hit, hit mid-range shots, and he's going to defend as well. So we'll see. Uh, let's go through some of your questions here on the live YouTube stream. Appreciate you guys checking in late uh, here. I know it's 11 o'clock here in uh, New York City. Matt said, just watch your interview, and I won't argue with the results, but Matthew Myers seems like a really weird dude with a weird mentality. I respect it. I love it. I, I love having characters to cover. He's a character. Um, Brad Underwood seems to really like him. I know they probably have to prod him at times in practice, but he's very talented, and he doesn't, doesn't seem like a huge problem. But he's different. He's just he's wired a little bit different. But that's part of being in a team. You don't want everybody to be the same high-strung guy all the time. And to have somebody like that, Derek, his team looked a little tight early on. He was not. It pays to have some different personalities. Of course, you don't want to go too far the other way, right? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't seem like he's being, especially I think since the first couple of games, he has not been a selfish teammate. Um, this season, no. uh, and that's you know first couple games, kind of hunting his own shot and with a bunch of newcomers, guys that have NBA draft potential. You wonder about that sometimes. I have not seen that so far from this team. No, and even in games when things aren't going his way, he's not one that's gonna gonna pout about it and, and be selfish. And I think that even we're seeing less and less examples, and maybe to the point even the Maryland game. This recent stretch, he's not like taking plays off defensively. Uh, there's not the same type of questioning of you know how high is his motor running, what how engaged is he that that type of thing, which was evident early on in the season. And I, yeah, I think that it's funny because he is kind of a goofy dude. And even we were ta talking to Shannon and, and Coleman at Big Ten Media Days, and I don't remember. I think it was Coleman was like. You want to get mad at him sometimes, but he's just he's just too funny. And he's a guy that's going to keep you relaxed, and he's a guy that's been there before. And Brad's – one thing is Brad's talked about the process with him and falling in love with, you know, being being every day and, and bringing it every day and being that type of guy. So you would hope that he doesn't relax from this. You would hope that he just continues to build. And But he's, he's a very um, – he's a different dude, but also one that's won a lot of basketball, knows what it takes, and – I mean, he's, he said this team, he's been on a team that's won a national title. He thinks this one is good enough to do the same thing. So he, he's a big part of that. Uh, what a clutch performance by a true freshman. I know Epps made the free throws, but the confidence he got from Underwood the week before about the quick three and taking that shot every time, brilliant job. Yeah, I thought that was great coaching. Like, I, even if you don't love the shot, like even if you want to get Shannon the ball or Hawkins the ball at that point, you got to show confidence in your guy. You don't want him thinking about it because he's talented enough to do it. So I didn't love having Epps in there in the moment because Clark was playing well, but it's all paying off. It's all paying off. We talked about that a little earlier. Jake asks, would you start Jaden Epps over Sky? Not at this point. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change, you know, what's going well for Jaden. Down the stretch of the season, would I be surprised if we're having that conversation? I wouldn't. And I, I think that – I personally trust Jaden more than Sky at this point, but I think there's still reason to, 
to be confident in, in what Scott can ultimately be. It's just I think Jaden just gives you a little bit more right now, in my opinion. Jaden's have had 31 minutes tonight. Sky had 21. I don't know how to play. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how much the first four minutes mattered. It hasn't been an issue lately. Like the starting games has not been an issue, and Brad usually goes with the hot hand, and then he goes with Jaden late. I think it's more important to have Jaden late than than yeah. Jaden early. Uh, to be honest with you, and Brad has played. I think Jaden Epps. I, I was going to look it up here, uh, maybe after asking another question, but um, Jaden was like third or fourth in minutes on the team, so he's playing. Uh, starters minutes so I don't worry as much about the first four minutes because we've seen teams in the past like you need to start better this team hasn't been awful uh, at starts um let's see here RJ still seems to have no idea how truly awesome he can be yet that last black he had late was so uh effortless I think RJ Melendez has moments Derek where it's like that is a pro that that is a pro I wrote it in last player grades though he, I think after tonight or the next game, he's going to have more minutes this season than all of last season. I think we forget he's an inexperienced player that's still learning, still progressing, still figuring it all out. Um, but I think he's figured out his role on this team. It's just sometimes I think the motor or the toughness needs to be there all the time. They need consistency out of that because when he is giving his all defensively and on the glass – he is really good because he can hit shots. I'm not worried about him making shots. He makes free throws when some of this team struggles to make free throws. But when he's locked in defensively with effort and toughness, he's really good. Like, and he, the fact that he's like your fourth or fifth guy on this team, it's ridiculous. He's got a lot of ability. I think it was was a DB telling us for the game that, that Jay Billis is pointing out. Like that's it looks like an NBA type of win. That's what they look like. And we know that he can, as far as shot making, it's a pure stroke, um, and then defensively with his length, with his uh, athleticism and everything, like, it just seems like a guy that needs some. I wouldn't say needs, but here recently, it's like okay, things go, some things go wrong early for RJ. Then he decides to turn it on, and then it's like, oh, that's the type of player he can be. It's just, can you, can you bring it all the time? Can you be someone from the very jump that's going to be engaged and locked in? He's still making. Too many mistakes as far as, yeah, where it's like maybe a toughness play on a rebound or um, he loses a guy, like his he cheats inside and leaves his guy open for three. Happened yeah. a lot of Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he can just clean up some of those mistakes and just play up to his, his standard, you know, as far as who he can be a little bit more, I mean, that's, that's a really talented guy. I think Jaden Epps has already played more minutes as a freshman than he played all of last year. So he's basically like that's he's still got some experience uh, and growing to do. By the way, Jaden Epps fourth on the team in minutes with 23.7. Only Sky Clark with 25, Hawkins with 30, Shannon with 31 uh, have more. So he's he's playing starters minutes, Derek. Like he's one of the most important players on this team. It's a lot of minutes. 24 minutes for a freshman off the bench. I mean that's. That's a lot. That's, that is star, starter quality. And as I mentioned, regardless, even if you flipped it, you're still going to need 20 minutes a game out of Sky Clark. I don't think you're going to you know, flip it to where you're going to play Jaden 30. and Because we've even seen at times they've played those two together. So, uh, And I'm not by praising Jaden and by saying that you know, I, I trust him more than Sky. It's not to say that Sky's been bad. I just think that uh, that I, you know, Sky can, with his three-point shot, just cut down on the turnovers a little bit. Um, but Jaden is is a guy that's really trending in a great direction right now. Uh, Adam said, getting Goody back will help stretch the four even more. Balance scoring will take the team a long way. Um, yeah, we're probably a month away 
from that potentially a couple of weeks you know luke's yeah. in a walking boot still uh, how, how do you think that'll go because we saw last year it, it doesn't always go smoothly when a player gets back from missing significant time with andre corbello uh luke's in a different role of course and i don't think we worry about how he'll fit into a team but it is a difficult thing to ingratiate a guy with a team that's already going to have be 15 16 games uh, at the point luke goody's good enough to, to play it's hard to say with a lot of certainty. I mean, shooting such a rhythm thing for a guy that I know he's been shooting in a boot and at one point couldn't put too much weight on it, so he was shooting one-legged like the, the Dirk Nowitzki shots, the fallaways. But uh, we'll see. I mean, we know that Luke is a, a really good shot maker as far as catch and shoot and can be someone that there's been a lot of times where you kick out to that corner, that corner's wide open. And I think Luke can be someone that really thrives in that. And uh, can he steal some minutes from a Ty Rogers? Can he cut into some minutes from RJ or whoever it might be? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but in terms of his conditioning getting up, in terms of his getting back into rhythm with his shooting, those are things we don't really know until we see it play out. But I do think that for Luke, in terms of his mental engagement, like he's not going to make a lot of this, those mental mistakes yeah. where like he's supposed to be in this spot on defense. I think I trust Luke to to do those type of things and still be someone that Brad trusts a lot. It's just how does the physical part of it progress? What's up, Lunkers? Also, St. Dominic says, to quote Bruce Willis from Die Hard, welcome to the party, pal. That's basically what Brad Underwood said. By the way, nice Christmas movie reference. Nice. Oh, I started a debate there. Uh, yeah, it was Brad, Under Brad Underwood said, welcome to the orange and blue, Matthew Meyer. Uh, you know, he, he thinks, you know, him and Matt seem to have a pretty interesting relationship. <laughs> they can give each other crap. But, um, yeah, like, you get that. It's not going to happen 21 points. And even Terrence Shannon said he knows that, but he's capable. And Terrence has seen it at Baylor. Matt's capable of going off for 20. And I saw somebody write in, Derek, like, it's a double tournament game. Not going to play cleanly. You need somebody to step up. You got multiple guys who you know can, can take over a game at times. I think that's Terrence. It's Jaden. Uh, Meyer, especially scoring the ball. We know Hawkins can and Melendez can – put their mark on the game in so many different ways but you got you got a couple different options of hey we need you to get on one here Matthew Meyer can do it how many times do we see that in the tournament where a guy just goes absolutely nuts and, and can carry a team and Brady Manic, Brady Manic, Caleb Love do some of that I mean uh yeah and, and he's he's got that ability and the fact that he's not going to be you know been out of shape any kind of way about the moment or or the fact of what's at stake because he's been there before. And I think that on that note, I think Brad's done a good job of not putting too much pressure on him, at least externally. Like he could have called him out and said, hey, he's, he's mentioned, like I said, the process. And I think that there's some underlining tones of like kind of your approach of, of bringing every day. But uh, I think that Brad's done a good job of managing him and, and being patient with him and understanding that how much he means and, and just trying to, to push the right buttons. And, and Brad does a good job of trying to, to understand who, how to approach different guys. Like he's very aggressive in like saying RJ needs to do this, needs to rebound more. Thought he was soft here, and some guys respond well to that, and some guys need a little bit more of of delicacy. Yeah, somebody, a lot of people ask him about Ty Rogers, Derek. What do you see with him? Like I just, he's not getting to a rhythm, and it's really easy to defend him right now. I like that he took the three. It's just his, his jumper has never been his strength. I, I liked it that he took it, though. Yeah. Like, at least, like, as we have been at, like, I love that he had took a few against Syracuse. Um, it just seems like a guy who's not in a rhythm, not comfortable, not confident right now. 
Yeah, I don't want to say that I, I didn't love that he took it because I, I've been wanting him to be more aggressive uh, offensively. I thought he's been capable of, of more aggressiveness. Maybe if you're open in the corner, just just drive it, drive it to the rim, try to get some contact. That's a guy that's not built like a freshman. Like he he can be in a game that's physical. Now the problem is he's fouling too much defensively. He's he's being too handsy and and not maybe trusting his his feet and his reaction time. Uh, and then offensively, yeah, he's just not he's just not much of an of an asset. And I mean, this is kind of part of the part of the rep on him coming out of high school is not much of a scorer and. Uh, is he is he skilled? Yeah. Can he pass? Yep. But they're not playing with the ball in his hands a bunch, and I understand why. And then him as an off-ball guy, like we saw what it looked like early on, Demonte Williams, you know, freshman year uh, or even sophomore year, Demonte Williams, where he's he's standing on the wing, isn't going to shoot it, and that's just makes Illinois pretty easy to guard when when he's in that situation. Marshall said uh, Meyer would have had thirty with a mullet. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. Uh, Jay said, surprised no one mentioned the poor officiating. Man, it was bad. Texas got away. Uh, more calls. I'm glad I didn't have to talk about officiating too much on another post-game podcast here. Piper, I'm getting, getting a little tired of that. But, yes, there were some some tough ones. I also thought the charges on Illinois were all legit. Like, they, they just were out of control on some of those. RJ's got to figure something out with the uh, Eurostep. Terrence, I think it was – it's, it's easy against some of these opponents early on to get to the rim and finish. These other teams scout him better. They're more talented. He's got to figure out that counter because uh, he can't just bowl his way, but he's still strong enough to go in there and finish it sometimes. But, yeah, there were, there were a couple calls. Like that, the interesting, the goaltend one, different angles looked different. I was like, when they first called it, I thought it was no doubt goaltend. Then I saw finally the ESPN, the Jay Billis angle they got. They went over and talked to Jay about it. And that one looked like, oh, that might be a block. I, I didn't get to see the ultimate call and what they made on TV. But that one was difficult for sure. Like there were some some questionable ones. I think that were more possession ones. That looked like they were off Texas and not Illinois. Yeah, there was the one where Coleman blocked it and then Terrence saved it back in and they called it out on Illinois. But they were able to reverse that. Illinois rule for the win. There you go. It came in handy finally. Jamal and, Walker paid off. The, the suspension still not filled paid off his suspension yet, but yep, that that uh, was put to use for Illinois' sake. And yeah, the the goaltend was a tough one, and still I, I don't know with 100 percent certainty what was the right call. I know that the last angle maybe looked like it was a true block, but as far as the fouls go, Illinois offensive fouls were were, were legit in my opinion, and. I think it is a team defensively when things, you know, when they are able, to, when people are able to get downhill on you. They're still a little, a little too handsy and, and definitely fouling. Um, I saw another one here. Um, it's never been an effort, a question of uh, effort with Meyer. Totally agree with that. Here's the one I wanted to. Andrew kind of sums it up well. So many tools in Underwood's toolbox, and I think he's having so much fun with it. He looks like he's having fun. Like I know you lose to Maryland. You lose to, to Virginia. He's talked about, he's even said after tonight, he thinks this team has the best ceiling uh, that he's had. Now, maybe two years ago, Io and Kofi together and Trent and all those guys still think that team had a ceiling, Final Four ceiling. Uh, certainly didn't go that way. He loves the potential of this team. Yeah, I mean, he does. And, and the fact of playing a new style, having just kind of a a, a clean slate and not to – He'll say it as far as appreciating and 
you, you can be excited about a new group and just finding out some new stuff and, and playing a, a new way and still appreciate, you know, the Kofi Coburns and the Trent Frazier's, obviously Io's of the world, but to be able to just know that you have a super talented team, super athletic, very versatile, and just go and, and figure it out. And they still have so much more to, to piece together, but uh, I think that he's having a blast. The fact that they're still able to win and, and get some marquee wins. Brad Underwood, by the way, now 12-5 and five against top 10 teams in his last 17. That's a ridiculous stat. <laughs> Beware if you're a top 10 team <laughs> squaring off of Brad Underwood, man. That's yeah. – wow. Hey, and can we get Illinois to wear more throwback jerseys? This is the first – game I think this season they've worn throwback jerseys where the flying Illini did the script come out against Penn State maybe that'll liven you up at 11 a.m. Uh, it'd been a while but I, I love that they did it uh, I'd love to hear how it went on TV but Madison Square Garden for me was pretty cool Derek I, it's been cool the venues we've been able to go to so far this season but really the last couple of years I got to go to Maui a couple of years ago but the fact that Illinois is playing in these events against big-time opponents uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I just imagine John Starks coming out of the woodwork at some point because <laughs> I just remember so many Jordan Starks games when I was here. But what did you think of, of the garden? The, the, the ceiling was like the cool part, and the lighting mm-hmm. is really cool. And just knowing the history of this building is pretty cool, even though it's kind of been a bad basketball team for 20 years. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. to appreciate the game and the history of the game and know – how how many you know awesome moments have gone down in here and mentioning Starks they got like a poster out there in the hallway of quote unquote the dunk of Starks on on Jordan and the Bulls but of course that wasn't the only dunk in those type of series where Pippen dunked all over Patrick Ewing and man what awesome battles those were but you think back to like Kobe scoring 61 in here and uh, Reggie Miller and Spike Lee and, and all I remember that. Miami Heat and Knicks games. Like, they met in the playoffs every year. It was Zoe and Ewing and Riley coming back as the Heat coach. Like, those were phenomenal battles, too. Definitely. And then, I mean, as far as college basketball goes, like the Big East tournament, you know, Kemba Walker coming in here. And, yeah, it was just – it was really, really cool. It feels like, you know, the bright lights, the big stage, all the national media here and, uh, and to play – in a situation where you got some of the top teams in the country all in a in one venue, just like Vegas. It, it, once again, we'll go back to it. It kind of feels like a, a trial run for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, let's go watch Duke, Iowa. Close this one out. And no, we did not get Sabaro Pizza. We got Roses, which was right next door to it. Um, but yeah, it was good. I might go get another slice tonight. It was pretty good. Uh, but. Thank you for you guys for supporting us and, and allowing us all to come out here. It's uh, one off the bucket list for all of us, uh, Joey Wagner included. I got to take him on the touristy things uh, this weekend as well. So uh, thank you for allowing us to do that, for supporting us, whether it's on the YouTube channel. Give us a like, uh, subscribe to us as well. Follow us on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Rate us and review us. Uh, and check out all our content coming to the site. Uh, I talked to Matthew Meyer about his big performance. Derek talked to the Epps family. Uh, and, and Joey Wagner is doing a big story on just this team is, is very different. Uh, we know that, but how it's kind of coming together uh, has been a lot of fun to watch. And if they beat Penn State, Derek, I know they'd have two losses, but this is probably a top 10 team next week or close to a top 12 for sure. So this has been a very eventful um, and learning experience about a team that, again, can, can beat anybody uh, in the country. We thought we could do that through, ten, or through nine games so far this season. It looks like that, 
right? Yeah. It looks like uh, what Brad Underwood was hoping for. Right, two great wins, no bad losses. I will we'll be curious to see what the result is, hopefully, of uh, Maryland at Wisconsin tonight. I don't know what that score is right now, but uh, that could maybe determine some things as far as how much how much uh, they can rise up there in the rankings. But, yeah, top 10, top 12. Wisconsin won. Okay. <laughs> Wisconsin. Tough to win on the road, man. It's tough. Uh, yeah, for Illinois and Indiana to start uh, – at Maryland and at the rack. That's a tough way for the two Big Ten favorites coming into the year uh, to start the season. What the heck? <laughs> you just Marquette. can't count them out. And then you beat Maryland. Uh, I'm tired just, of being wrong in my power rankings. I'm just going to retire because Wisconsin I, I, makes me look like an idiot every year. I can't not have them as an NCAA tournament team. I don't know if they'll be good. I don't know if they'll be great, but they're probably going to be top five in the Big Ten, and we get it wrong every year, uh, which is kudos to Greg Gard now. Uh, continuing that whole Bo Ryan thing. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Check out all our content coming up. Everybody take care of each other. Have a great night. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. It was meant to be a farewell concert, but it changed the music industry forever. We gotta do it again. And launched the careers of countless artists. We had all been underground bands, but that was changing. All while giving the mainstream the middle finger. That's entertainment. Don't miss this three-part docuseries that was 30 years in the making. Lala, the story of Lollapalooza. New docuseries now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.